Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com/shek. Oh. oh, I didn't know if the crowd was uh, was in attendance there. They they jumped in a little late, late arriving crowd, I guess, and uh, that's owed to the man behind the glass sitting in for our usual producer, Black Tie, in his uh, second go around with us. It is Gold Tie, aka. Zach Ty. I don't know which one we should go with. Either way, welcome back, uh, Zach Ty. You were you were welcomed with open arms by the listener. Thank good, you very much. Oh, it's very kind of you. Some very nice feedback. Yeah, nice feedback. Thanks. Let's talk about all of it. The Combine, the 49ers pseudo-scandal. Jim Harbaugh almost goes to the Browns, and or did he? We're not sure about that. There are rumors that Andy Dalton may get locked up by the Bengals, which seems like a specious choice in my book at least, let's talk about it. Like I say, starting off, we got a full boat here in Studio 66 and a banner one at that. Starting off with my main man to my immediate right from NFL.com, it's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Sure. You're growing a beard, I see. A little bit. It doesn't grow in well enough on the sides. I want you to grow that all in. Why would you not go with that? Mm, It's an interesting look. I'm a fan of it. Uh, next up, all the way from England, he oh maybe he can weigh in on the uh, the latest with this Dolphins news. The incognito Martin story never seems to go away. Here he is, the Dolphins' uh, biggest fan here on this podcast. It's Handsome Hank. Hello, Handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me. Sure. Welcome back from Indianapolis. How was the time out there? It was tremendous. It's always it? fun to be at the NFL Combine and see you know, the future stars of the NFL in uh, nothing more than underwear mm-hmm. um, doing something which is only tangentially associated with football. So- sort of like seeing Reggie Ledoux. A little like seeing Reggie Ledoux. Although the late I don't Reggie Ledoux. I believe he was warming up to run 40 yards, although his friend... 
um, whose name I've forgotten, did run 40 yards, but it ended with... Actually, that would be more fun for the combine. Maybe put some <laughs> landmines out on the turf at Lucas Oil Field and, and see what happens. Oh, yes. My obsession uh, with True Detective continues, and I hope yours does uh, too, Handsome Hank. And I know another guy who's obsessed with that and pro football, and he is uh, he's one of the stars of the Around the League podcast. Here he is after... Many moons away from it. It's Dan Hanzus. What's the poop with you, fella? I'm good, Dave. Adam. Handsome Hank. And the gold standard behind the glass. What's up, guys? We don't call him the gold standard here. <laughs> He's I don't nice know if you just heard. Zach ties the gold standard? That, that is who he is. He is the gold standard. And he knows it, even if he won't say it to you guys. I know there's a little awkwardness. On your show. That's who he is. On the Around the League podcast, no, he's, the gold standard no. is, is our producer. Is the Around the League podcast or the Dan Hansis football program? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> That's true. Zach told me privately I don't, how he feels about this. So. I don't get how you don't understand. Like, Tom Cruise wasn't Maverick in Mission Impossible. He's a c- completely different character. Would you guys have an issue if Black Tie sat in on the ATL podcast? No, permanently? No, no and, please. Uh, bad example. I encourage it. Bad example. I'm not even going to go on. <laughs> anyway, good to be here, guys. It's been too long. All right. Well, like I say, and it shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone who follows pro football that uh, that just because the season ended, what, three weeks ago now? Four weeks ago? Something in that range. Right? What was it? We're not out of February yet. So yeah. Yeah. Three weeks ago three on weeks Sunday. Ago, so about three ago. weeks ago. Yeah. And since then, I will uh, self-promote and say go back and listen to the uh, to the Dave Damashek football programs over the last uh, fortnight or so. Because we've talked with a number of those world champion Seattle Seahawks. And people have enjoyed those ones. As well as our most recent one, we had a, uh, a great chat with, uh, who was in here, Rank? Gerald McCoy. Gerald McCoy, that's right, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> he was delightful as well. And then just after that, the new Tampa Bay Buccaneers helmets were unveiled. Mm-hmm. Real quick, Ooh. before we get into a brand new segment here, let's go around the table here. Let's get warmed up with that. Thoughts on the Buccaneers' new hats rank? Really like those chrome face masks. Do you? It's a nice look. What about the giant, almost all-consuming red flag thing on the on the side of it? It's, it's if nothing else, unique in its largesse. All of it spoke to me. I really liked hmm. what they did. I was... I was hoping that Buccaneer Bruce was going to make a comeback. Perhaps he was going to be involved in the logo. But I was kind of surprised because I, I snuck over, got a sneak peek at it because they were taking the photos of it and everything. I'm like, this is going to look pretty well. It looked pretty good. Hansus, how say you? I agree with Rank. I think the chrome looks good, and that was a nice addition. And I wouldn't be surprised if other teams end up going down that route. I am not in with the huge logo. I feel like about seven years from now, they'll probably downsize it again. And uh, it will be better then. They really do get into, because I've been to a game, and I went to a Buccaneers game in 2012, I guess, and uh, they really get into that pirate thing. You know, I know yeah. that obviously you would expect that they would, be, that being their mascot. <laughs> but, you know, you know, it's not like everything in at a Detroit Lions game is based on big felines. You know, it's not right. the, it's not the, the pervasive theme at a football game there, whereas the pirate ship, the shooting of the cannon, the flag thing, those red flags are everywhere. They they really uh, have latched onto this. I did the Around the League post on the new logo, and I want to know how, how close you guys are. Folk, I know, Dave, you do this, but how have you noticed the logo? What holds the flag up? Hmm. No, I have not noticed, but that's a great question. Is it no longer – was it a sword before? It was a sword. 
Oh, they switched that. It still is a sword, but it's a pirate sword, and the sword has a specific name that I had to look up. I didn't know. Hmm. Swash? Uh, no. It's like a cutlass? Or cutlass. Yeah, yeah, it's a cutlass. That's like a, a small sword. True story. That's, see, that's what you get when you go to Around the League on NFL.com. <laughs> or if you listen to their podcast or both, this is the sort of insight. I don't do that. I just like to speculate recklessly. as I, But you actually do homework and research it. Answer the question, Handsome Hank, about uh, what you think of the uniform or the hat real quick. I thought, um, you know, sometimes if you go to your parents' house and they have a computer and, and you switch it on and everything is, like, because your, da- your parents are blind, everything's bigger, you're like, whoa, what, you know, it's not, it's not like a normal computer. I thought that's what had happened when I first saw it. I was like, wow, that's, there's something wrong with this photo. And then I realized it hadn't. They'd just gone with a big flag. Yeah, it's going to be no. weak. I, I, uh, to me, that's really my take. Yeah, well, then maybe it's that. It's just, Incomplete it's like, it's, is my it's answer. It's your computer at 150%. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't feel obligated to have an opinion at this time. It was a trick well, question I, for all of you. I have to wait and see the final results. Right. I can't know, really say. The uniform say. is, I think, like two weeks away from, ah. from that. That's going to be unveiled as well. And you can't, I don't think you can judge one without the other. All <laughs> right, let's get into this new segment here. And uh, Zach Ty, with your help, will launch it. It couldn't be simpler. It's how every football game starts. It's the coin flip. It is indeed the coin flip. So I'm going to flip up a question, as one usually does with coins prior mm-hmm. to kickoff. Right. Uh, and you fine gentlemen are going to tell me uh, Couldn't on which be side simpler. you fall. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be great. So it's just basically, but, who, do you want to kick off and which end do you want? Right. Exactly. Well, well, no, that's too that complicated. <laughs> no, simpler than that. Yeah, you're go- one or the other. A or B. He's a man of letters. Tails. That's can I it. Defer, can I defer? No, don't, no, get, okay. don't confuse so not it. not like a kickoff then. Yes, like a kickoff. It's heads or tails. That's the game, boy. Okay, I see. All right, you ready to play? Yes. All right, so we've we've got a very special guest here to help me with it, uh, and I'll let him take the stage. It is my honor to present Hall of Fame quarterback Joe Namath to toss the coin. So here, yeah, so like in honor of Joe Namath, if you saw the Super Bowl, in the coin flip, he flipped it prematurely, oh, and the referee that. had to intercept it. So you'll get a, you'll a get a football-based <laughs> subject, a football subject here. You'll either say, you know, I'll take option A or Heads option or B. Tails. But if you really feel compelled to do so, go ahead and intercept it. Intercept the coin in the air and give Ooh. me option three. All right? Nice. Now okay. it's a little more complicated. It's really complicated, but I'm <laughs> Just gonna... do it! We haven't even started one <laughs> yet, okay. and we're already bellyaching. It took us six episodes to do the red flag <laughs> one correctly, I so thought, I think... Um... I thought about sticking with the red challenge flag segment here, but I thought, no. For the off-season, let's, let's start something, something else new. Complicated. Yes. Yeah, let's spread our wings. Yep. All right, let's get to it here, Zach Ty. All righty, so to kick us off, we've got... The age-old question, and by age-old, I mean a few days old. Uh, 2014 Niners or 2014 Browns if you're Jim Harbaugh? Oh, I like this because Jim Harbaugh, as you no doubt have heard if you're a football, a pro football uh, fan, that Jim Harbaugh, stunning. It, was a, it really was a, a shocking thing to hear at the tail end last week that he thought about going to, to the Browns or that they contacted him. And if you believe Jimmy Haslam, they got fairly close. And if you believe the Niners, it wasn't that close. And it sounds like, if I'm, not, if, if I'm clear on it, Harbaugh has a big say in this, and the Niners 
would basically have to fight to keep him. If he wanted to go, it would basically be the Browns' responsibility to compensate the Niners for stealing their coach. But it's not as though the Niners are trading him, essentially. They're basically just getting something for losing their head coach. Anyway, I you know initially I thought, what kind of hokum is this if you're Jim Harbaugh? There can't be any truth to this. Then you start thinking about it, and I guess there is some merit in it. I'm going to start with you, Hanzoos. Tw- if you're Jim Harbaugh, yeah. think it through now. The Niners... They've gone to a Super Bowl. They've gone to three straight title games with him. Maybe you could make a case. It's, you know, enough's enough there. They're not, they, they're, they didn't get over the hump, and they're not going to now. Browns, young, and so on. How say you? Do not go to the Browns. It, I, you could say this about any player, any, any coach. You want to stay away from that organization until someone puts it back on its feet. The, the Niners are there. They're still there. And next year they're going to still be there. He's got the only move for him is to see see that spot through. And if internally, and that's really what this is about, that it could be end up being a situation where Harbaugh and Trent Balky, the GM, just can no longer work together. Then you have to move on, and maybe the Browns will be there, or maybe the Dolphins down the road if Hank's lucky. But as long as it's still somewhat a workable situation, you do not leave the Niners. It's a it's a golden ticket. So you're taking you're taking heads, I guess. That's I, a, I, yeah, sure. I think that's what it or was. I cried, right? I don't know. What the it? Niners were the first one. So all right. He, well, he right, you could intercept it because he almost went to U.S. Well, I mean, he talked to USC, right? Can I intercept that? Sure. They reached just, out because yeah. you were talking about that. It's an interesting uh, situation because I was thinking Browns initially because. He's kind of he's gone to three consecutive NFC Championship games, but the 49er fans are like, meh, all right, whatever, because Bill Walsh won three Super Bowls, Seifert hmm. won two, and it's going to take a long time to establish yourself as the all-time greatest coach of the 49ers. Where if you went, you'll to never Cle- be that. You'll never be that because you've already lost the Super Bowl, so that's already going against you. If you went to Cleveland, now nobody remembers Paul Brown, so it's not going to take much to be the hero in Cleveland. And if you get the Browns back into the playoffs, if you get them to the AFC Championship game, you will be one of the biggest sports legends in Cleveland in a town that's that It's a great starving. point. It I've is. often it's said I'd rather be, you know, until Eli Manning arrives at uh, Ole Miss, Archie Manning was the only legend, and he still, uh, he still exceeds his son. Archie Manning is the legend of Ole Miss football. I kind of like that better. If I were a blue chip guy, why go into the shuffle of the, if you're a great running back, why go to USC and just get lost in that mix? There's some practical merit in it, which is that you keep fresh legs because you're not going to be pounded with 25 or 30 carries a game. But that part aside, the cool factor of being for, you know, going back to that school 40 years later and still being the guy is, uh, I, I kind of get that. The flip yeah. side, though, is to be part of a great legacy. And if Harbaugh were to win a Super Bowl or two, he's part of that fabric of the hmm. Niners. Right. But one thing I will say about Harbaugh also is I don't know if that's how this dude's wired. I know egos run rampant in this league, especially amongst coaches um, and about you know wanting to be the man. I think he's such an interesting slash weird dude that that's not really – he doesn't think about, oh, I want to save Cleveland – I think he just wants to win Super Bowls and I, wear yeah. And also, you know, on that, on the same tip, I don't think he's thinking, I want to be the greatest coach in 49ers history. I think as well, Adam, that you'll find that the 10 years of just horrific, you know, the, for a decade, the 49ers were about the worst team in the NFL. I don't know that Niners fans' memories are that long that they're like, 
if Harbaugh gets them a Super Bowl after taking them to three consecutive NFC Championship games, people are like, ah, oh, he's not that good. He's no George Seifert. I just, I'm, I think I'm not that's sure a fair. That I, I, I hear what you're saying, handsome. The thing I would say on a personal level, I don't know if this is cool or if this is repellent, but you know, just like Peyton not, didn't supposedly never wanted to go to the NFC because he didn't want to have to do battle with Eli. I wonder if there, if uh, wouldn't it be nice uh, on a personal level to be close to Brother John and get the hook up twice a year? That would be painful for the rest of us. But if if yeah. we had to endure yeah. two yeah. two Harbaugh bowls annually, would be atrocious, yeah. nauseating. Ju- judging by how Jim handled the Super Bowl week, where the day before the game, where there was supposed to be a photo opportunity with his family and he tried to walk off the stage during that he's just an interesting cat and i don't think that he thinks about that stuff at all either no. what, if he's, what if he's crazy enough to try to be the next coach of the cowboys what if they had a, a situation where they got rid of jason garrett after this year and then well, something I mean, similar what, you know, comes up because jerry jones could be the guy who because now jerry jones has that in his head he's like oh wow that's a great idea the problem the problem is though that i think if harbaugh goes anywhere the the issues that's come up with trent balky is that, that he doesn't want to share power and i'm not sure that jerry jones is willing to say here's the guy i'm going to step down from my um gm role. there will but be the, a wait. franchise or a college yes, program that's willing will, to that, do that that handed over and i but, don't think that the at, that the cowboys are that team yeah well, well i think jerry did that with parcells a little bit yeah he like, tried he to a, yeah yeah as long as that lasted yeah absolutely if, they have another, if the cowboys go 7 and 9 at what point does jerry be like you know what yeah maybe well, the other uh, consideration is um, that Har- – I mean, or the other thing to, to think about is even if, you, if you're a Niners guy, if you're a, a, a big fan of them, this has to be dispiriting because you know that this uh, the shelf life on Jim Harbaugh being with the 49ers is now yes. – feels pretty short. Is there any chance Jim Harbaugh I can th- is, still with the, is still coaching the Niners five years from now, four years from now? doesn't I, sound like it. I wouldn't think so. so. And I, the only thing I can think of – this is like how the Gruden thing shook out because he started right. flirting with all the college programs. Almost always when you start hearing that stuff, the guy, the coach is going to go at oh, some yeah. point sooner rather than later. I can think of when Mike Krzyzewski almost left Duke to go to the Lakers and is still there 15 years later. And Bob Knight, there were always those feelers about maybe he'll go to the NBA at some point. That was 20 years ago, and he never left Indiana until he got kicked out the door. But those two exceptions aside, once you start hearing this kind of noise, you can assume that he ain't there for much longer. He also lasted only four years at Stanford before he left. I think he might be the type of guy that his whole career – you won't see him stick around more than five years anywhere. I think but he has that type of... At Stanford as well, he got into some... I remember reading, he got into some mess because he wanted to have a, a private uh, bathroom built into his office. <laughs> and they, they, the, the whole kind of Stanford rift began with... There was some pushback that they weren't willing to build a private bathroom in his office. And, and from there, it, <laughs> it, it, it boiled over into him leaving that school. Last thing before we move on to the next coin flip, but uh, Jim Harbaugh, is he the beneficiary of a really well-constructed uh, roster and a great situation, and he's surrounded by great assistants? Or is he, in fact, the best coach in the NFL? Hard to argue with three straight NFC title games in a brutal NFC. The NFC is far superior top to bottom than the AFC. And like I say, he's gotten to three straight title games. Handsome Hank. Uh, I think it's a combination of both without wanting to sit on the fence. I think he's a great developer of quarterbacks. I think he's done a fantastic job with Colin Kaepernick on the the whole. But I think they have a, a... Great roster there. I think the defensive side of the ball is is terrific. They've got some good coaches. They've got great talent there. Um, 
So I think he's been a be- the beneficiary of a little bit of luck and, and hard work from the GM that apparently has some type of rift with at this point. All right, let's move on to the next coin flip. Still related to this issue, though. Give it to us. Uh, yeah, that was a guys. fascinating last part of the question, so we can kind of file that under coin flip 1A. If you're in charge of the Niners right now, do you want Harbaugh and the 30th overall pick, or would you take Jim Tomasula and the 4th and 30th pick? Let's say that that's, those, that, that that's the payment at minimum, and it would yeah. be at minimum that. They would have to give up the Brownswood presumably the fourth overall pick. I wouldn't be surprised if they also charged them their, their 26th overall pick or at least the 36th overall pick. What did the Bucks pick. have to give up to get Gruden? Was that it was way nothing. more than that? that? Was, no, no. They had to only give up. It was it, it was much less than that, in it fact. Was, they gave really? up like a fourth-round pick or so. What was it? It was something like that. It was a real. It was more just of a... Uh, like his his a his a backhander thing because mm. because it felt so. But bad the that circumstances they were, were different, they right? Were very I mean, different. He this was, would he be this leaving. would have been this would have been the Mayflower leaving right. Baltimore in the middle of the night to go to Indianapolis. Yeah. This would be highway robbery, and the char- and the cost would be much greater. Like they say in uh, in the most recent uh, in the most recent True Detective. Don't. A man's game charges a man's price. Hmm. That's it, handsome man. You'll right. get caught up to speed when you Thank watch you. that episode. Yeah, I will. It's Tuesday. Once I've watched we're spinning. It, I will have watched it. You're right. You're right. On right. Tuesday. I was, I was wondering what you were talking about when you tweeted that at me. I was like, how, what does that mean? I forgot that that was in there. A man's a man's <laughs> game charges a man's price. It's true. Imagine being told that. I don't even want to tell you what it proceeds. All right, listen. Only a million people apparently in, on the face of uh, on the face of the earth watch that show, and yet I I, <laughs> I, I I review it as though everybody knows what I'm talking about with the True Detective references. All right, and I like how all the other ref- like people start quoting Roadhouse and like all sorts of things to you like back like nobody's like nobody knows where that's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> did did, right, did Harold just, Ramis write that? It's sort of like the equivalent of uh, my pavement love. I assume everybody is is into it now. All right, rank answer this question, Harbaugh. And what they currently have, the 30th overall pick. Or Jim Tomasula, who you can make a case. That defense is great. Plus, you get the fourth overall pick. I'm going to go with Harbaugh. And just for what Hank was saying just a moment ago about there was a long long bridge between Steve Mariucci and their, you know, current run as the one of the most dominant teams in the NFC. Look back at the Mike Singletary era. Look back at some of the other coaches who came and went from there. I would stick with Harbaugh as long as he's going to be willing to coach that team. What he's done with that team has been amazing. You talk about has it been more of the team that's been constructed or what Harbaugh's done. It's got to be Harbaugh because he's done it with two different quarterbacks. He did it with Alex Smith. Alex Smith was nearly a Super Bowl quarterback. You could have argued. I know you hate that phrase, but he was nearly a Super Bowl quarterback, and then he flipped the script with a completely different kind of quarterback with Colin Kaepernick, I stick with him as long as That's, of as course, his boldest stroke is that, uh, that I would say 90% of coaches would never consider flipping things the way they did. You know, and I still hold out the, the you know, the, there's a, certainly a chance that those Niners two years ago would have gotten to the Super Bowl with Alex Smith, but they did get there with Colin Kaepernick. Right. Hanzoos, how say you? I think you hold on to Harbaugh, and I think Kaepernick, who we're just talking about right now, is a major reason why. I think he has such a huge, such a high ceiling, and he's not there yet. And we even saw some slippage this past season and, of course, the three turnovers in the fourth quarter of the NFC title game. I think that guy can be great uh, with the right tutelage. And if you send the best head coach in football when it comes to working with quarterbacks out of the organization, I feel like you risk losing 
Kaepernick potentially becoming the quarterback he can be? Handsome Hank, I'll say you. Uh, it's a it's a really difficult question for me to answer because Jim Tom Sula is a is a personal friend of mine, and I would love to see him get a head coaching job. Is that NFL. true? Yeah, he's he started. He's actually what a coach. name drop that wow. was. Wow, that was one of the best name drops ever. It's tough for me. It's a dear friend. <laughs> His coaching um, career began began um, in in London actually. Or his professional coaching career. It might be best. It's like, you know, how Collinsworth and uh, Phil Simms can't pick the games because they're working them. This might be, you might have to just But I will say he's a guy who will will be a head coach in the NFL at some point. But I don't know that it would be difficult for me to say, even with me knowing him, it would be difficult for me to say that he should be a head coach ahead of a guy that is either, you know, probably one of the top three head coaches in the NFL right now. That's just not not an easy thing to say. Can I tell you? I think... I would probably go Tomasula and the fourth overall pick and turn that pick into Sammy Watkins. Imagine that team if you suddenly have Michael Crabtree, Vernon Davis, and, and, and of course you still have uh, Colin Kaepernick pulling the trigger there. You let uh, Anquan Bolden go, and then you put Sammy Watkins on the other side of Crabtree. Who's stopping that team? That's assuming Watkins last to the fourth pick. Well, all right. I'm, yeah, but uh, I'm St. Assuming. Louis, I'm very fearful St. Louis is going to take him and ruin him. There are other, but you know what, Justin Gilbert out of Oklahoma State, I don't know if you would say straight up would I rather uh, essentially turn Jim Harbaugh into Justin Gilbert, but if he is in fact a shutdown corner, imagine if you could take away one side of the field with that Niners defense, the existing pieces of the Niners defense, and then suddenly say, yeah, you can't throw to one side of the field too. That would mean they would be, you know, even scarier than they already are. Um, The other thing to consider is obviously the Browns would be not as attractive without that fourth overall pick. So why Harbaugh would go, I'm not exactly sure. Um, To to, would would desire that job with the Browns, but I think if I were the 49ers, I almost would think, dang, because we're gonna because like to your point, handsome Hank. Probably the thing that's kept Tom Thomasula in San Francisco is their success. Right. He can't. He's not. Uh, he's not available for those interviews. He probably is gone by now if they lose in the uh, in the in, in Green Bay and Lambeau in the in the wild card round. He probably Correct. is the Browns' head coach. Ironically, there was a, right there now. was an opportunity for him there, and I think in Minnesota as well. They they interviewed him, um, but he hasn't been a defensive coordinator yet, so he'd be going straight from a D line position to to a head coaching job. Maybe he needs that time in between. Well. As as I said, it is. I said on the Twitter, and I repeat it to you now. Is um, it, apparently that was not asked rhetorically. Then who's got it better than we do? Maybe the Browns. Maybe the Browns do. Uh, how I about you? Anyone who would answer that in the affirmative that the Browns <laughs> have it better than we do? It would be funny. They're just if, keeping it really quiet, but actually, yeah, they have it better. It than would us. be funny if a in player Cleveland. shouted an answer though. To yeah. that. Oh, you guys. You know, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We nobody. Yeah. Texas. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Next. Uh, next on the uh, coin flip. How do you think the coin flip's going, handsome? I actually haven't. I think I haven't answered the coin flip. Quite. I haven't <laughs> yet. As far as I, know, I understand, you stayed on the I fence. No, you, but what I mean is, I haven't actually been offered a, a flip a coin. I don't know. Yes, you have. This one's for handsome, then. Okay, got to right. send this one to you first. Okay, you hold in your hands the number one pick. Are you going for Johnny Manziel? Or are you taking mm-hmm. Jadavian Clowney? Flip the coin. Uh, oh, I see. And, and um, for you, you have to pretend that you're tails. the general manager at this point. Tails. Don't be oh, confused. So you're taking Clowney? I would take, I would take Clowney. Here's the thing. I don't think that Manziel is, ex- is is an exceptional talent, right? He's not the he's not an Andrew Luck. I think we can all agree on that front. Can we? 
Is he Andrew Luck? No, know. but is he Russell Wilson? That's the that's that the, might be the question, right. right? But with the first overall pick, by the way, I don't think that Clowney's. You know, I think there's plenty of question marks about Clowney. But when you look at the Texans' defense, um, and then you add Clowney to it with JJ Watt, I think that will be terrifying. Mark Sessler. Oh no, or maybe Mark Sessler or Greg Rosenthal told me a story uh, from Indianapolis. They were in an elevator with the Texans. And the Colts scouts, ah, um, and uh, and they were all chatting. And then uh, when the uh, when the Texan scouts got out there, got out of the elevator, the Colts scout said, "Boy, I hope they don't take um, Jadavian Clowney." So you want to do something that upsets, unsettles your your mm-hmm. opponents. It's interesting. And you know, I'm not sure that Johnny Manziel suddenly on that Texans team, there are the other teams in their division, the other teams they're playing are like, "Uh oh, we got to face this guy." But Clowney makes that team. Very, very difficult to face. First thing about Clowney is, as I told you back in October and November, I listen. <laughs> you can <laughs> dig kidding. it up and I'm listen kidding. to it. You can go. I, I said to everybody, everybody with the hand wringing about Jadavian Clowney. I would never touch this guy. He doesn't want it. He doesn't love football. I said, wait, wait till the combine rolls around, and then he dominates the combine, and all that noise will go away very quickly. There's no chance he goes any further down than than three or four based on need. At worst, that's how far he's right. going to fall. And I think after this combine performance, that is that has has proven to be true. Whether the Texans take him or not, it really is philosophically. I agree with you, handsome. That it's better to do to go again. Do you do you philosophically look at the big dog in the division, which is the Colts, and say we either shoot it out with them and we try to keep up the arms race, or we go counter to what their strength is and, and try and beat them that way? I think that it's that the better move is the latter move, just because. First of all, maybe I'm thinking I always make fun of the copycat league premise. But, you know, you look at what the the Seahawks just did. It was all about speed on defense. Mm-hmm. You think you would love to have those two guys bearing down on Andrew Luck and the rest of the NFL. And by the way, I don't think match the problem is is that you just the, the thing that's a tough sell to the Texans fans is Matt Schaub is going to be our guy again. That's after last year or the other or the other junk that they tried to replace him right. with you know you're not you just can't do that so what the solution is has to be solved i guess going into the draft you yes. can't then bank on well AJ McCarron might be there at the top of two but if you do have a sense that he's going to be there that's the that's the recipe you put AJ McCarron in there who is fine Game manager, whatever you want to call him, high efficiency, so on, and then you put a dominant, you put Jadavian Clowney there by making your defense dominant once again. I'll take that. I think right, or right. you compete with the Jets for a Michael Vick. Well, that's what we'll get to. That we're getting to that. All right, oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's it's funny because you talk about Clowney kind of mailing it in this season. That concerns me as a team. If I have the number one overall pick and he comes in as an entitled. Player like, of course, I'll be the number one guy. I mean, just because he rested on this combine performance. Okay, we we figured Clowney was a physical marvel before the combine started. He didn't do anything that was, to me, unexpected because we've already assumed this. We saw that play in the Outback Bowl and all that stuff. We assume he's a physical talent. It's his mental ability. Now, for his situation, and I saw Warren Sapp's face, when he saw him run the 40, it reminded me of how Warren Sapp played his entire career with the chip on his shoulder because so many teams passed him up in a draft that I feel that that helped propel him. So if Clowney dropped, and let's say he dropped to the Falcons draft, not that he's going to, 
he would play with the motivation that he might not have if he's that number one overall pick. And I look at it the other way, too, when you're talking about uh, looking at Johnny Manziel, he might or might not. I, I operate out of fear, and I would rather pick Manziel and have him not do well and be like, look, you know what? We went with the hometown kid. We went with our guy. He didn't play. That that ends up being on Johnny football. Six or seven years removed but, from not taking the relatively local kid or the state kid in Vince Young and in favor of Mario Williams. Yeah, and so if Manziel goes to the Jags and becomes a Pro Bowl quarterback who comes in, beats your team every year, half a Reliance Stadium is wearing those Jaguar number two jerseys, I would hate that more. I didn't think about that because I do think that's where Manziel's going to wind up is Jacksonville. And you know Gus Bradley would love that because as much as you can make it an apples-to-apples comparison, he comes from Seattle. You you know he'd love to have that Russell Wilson type. I know it's it's an overly simplistic thing. Oh, well, he'll just be short, so he'll be exactly like Russell Wilson was. (laughs) But they do have certain, uh, 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 you know, skills in common. I, I and and you can figure that Gus Bradley, who was the architect of that Seattle defense, is probably going to round the Jags into shape as well. And if I'm Jacksonville, hmm. if Manziel's there, I would take him for that express reason, just to have it and just to be able to throw it into the Texans' face. How say you, Hanzus? I yeah, I think to me, uh, Watt and Clowney potentially and on the same same defense for ten years, twelve years. Is is so enticing. I would think it'd be hard to pass that up if you believe in the clowny thing. And and like you were saying, Dave, like the clowny critics, that for all week they had like a whole resort booked on Mount Pius, and that got annoying hmm. after a while because it was like, I, from a human standpoint, I totally understood. Why, of course, that's why my that point. Guy, always, isn't yeah. there something to be said for? Hey, this guy's cagey. He gets the the business end of it and everything else. He understands if he ruins his knee, like his teammate Marcus Lattimore at South Carolina did, it's going to cost him right. a lot of money. There's and, something smart about what Jadavian Clowney and even, did. Even yesterday or uh, on Monday, it was it was frustrating me then. That when he didn't take part in all of the drills, people were like shaking their heads, and that somehow left more questions about the guy. Does anybody need any more evidence that this guy is an athletic marvel? Of course not. So everybody's just got to back off with that. And one thing about Manziel is I'm you say I picture him in a Jacksonville uniform. That'd be a bummer to me. I want. I him, agree with that. I want him to go to some type of market like Cleveland. To me, I, yes. I would love that. That would be amazing. Right. The Texans. That would be interesting. Hometown kid. Put him in Jacksonville. It's like, what a waste. Even the jerseys would look bad. I, can, I It's funny because that's exactly – I get that same sort of tinge of sorrow when I think about a, a high-profile guy going to a place like Jacksonville. That's the one – somehow my TV can find every NFL football game, and yet it's still – my eyeballs <laughs> caught about uh, 14 total seconds of Jaguars football in 2013 because of those hideous uniforms, if nothing else. Yeah, I hope he doesn't go there. I hope he goes to Cleveland in a way for exactly what you just said there. I would uh, like that for, for – Cleveland for like a it would be good they need a hero and everything like that but come on Jacksonville like that's that's a team on the rise that's a cool city I don't know I I, I, I'm I'm warming up to him playing for the Jags more and more it's a cool city it is a cool city how much time have you spent in you Jacksonville, not, Florida? You not talk the, the home <laughs> I of Jack know, Leonard Skinner's <laughs> from Leonard there. Skinner. I know. I like Skinner. They're just not as good as the Allman brothers, that's all. Um Zach Ty, you look like you had the, something to weigh bands? in with here. Oh no, no. I, well, I was. I, I keep getting lost in visions of like what could have been with Tebow, Tebow in Jacksonville. That would make it exciting. I think maybe they bring because they're going to lose Henny and Gabbert. Maybe they're bringing Tebow to be his backup. Super Tebow. <laughs> sorry to sorry to bring that in. Nobody needed to hear that. Um, okay. Next one, 
Bengals, you can the Bengals, excuse me. You can have Andy Dalton keep the status quo, play with that AD scale, or you can have Michael Vick. Who you Rank, how say you? And don't forget, fellas, you can intercept the coin as it's in the air if you have to. <laughs> I, I don't get that. Can I intercept because it? Because Joe Nail, because the referee intercepted <laughs> Joe Nail. Oh, call, call on Terry McCauley. Can I, can I intercept it and say Josh McCown would be the quarterback? I, I mean, even though he's an older guy, he's not, he's not exciting, but Andy no, Dalton. No, no, I'm rejecting your interception. <laughs> that <laughs> would be terrible. That would be worse than Andy Dalton. Would it? Yeah, kind of. At least then you can hold him up for all of time. You don't want that uh, faceless guy. At least let Andy Dalton carry all your sins for these three or four years and then replace him. Don't get into the thing of shuffling QBs. Let it just be Andy Dalton. The stink is on him. Then if you decide is to go with him season? for 2014. Is this one season? Because I know they've been talking been about talks. 2014. They continue to be a loaded team. Oh, I'd go with Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton over Mike Vick. Yeah. I'm just not convinced that Michael Vick's going to be able to go in and do it for an entire season. He had that magical, that magical year a few uh, a few seasons ago, but there just hasn't been able to. That's a long time it ago since. now. That's 2010. Yeah, that's a long. Everybody time. keeps on expecting him to be that guy again, and he's just not that guy. So you'd rather awesome. have Andy Dalton? Yeah, because I don't think Vic. I think Vic is a six out of ten, and I think Dalton's like a six and a half. Well, I mean, the the, the only thing I will I'll say to counter that is. That we've seen now Andy Dalton three years, and in the 21st century, you might, you know, in in 1987, you would say, ah, give the kid a chance. He's just he's he's just begun his NFL career. In the 21st century, obviously, Russell Wilson just won the Super Bowl in his second year. This is three years of Andy Dalton now at the helm. This is an AFC that can be had by a team. They are one to 21 probably the most talented team in the AFC and they haven't even won a game because of Andy Dalton. Is that right though? Like yes. the fact that we've no that we've sped up in terms of how much time a quarterback gets just because that's the way it is is that fair? That, no, I, right. I no, I agree with you that it doesn't mean just because one guy does it doesn't mean that other people aren't going to pace out a little differently that just because one guy is a phenom from day one doesn't mean everybody has to be, but it has been three years and they had everything in their favor against a mediocre San Diego Chargers team, certainly a defensively deficient Chargers team, and they did nothing and he got picked off three times and they were abysmal throws too. They should have at least advanced. I hate to put it on that one sixty minute stretch, but that, like I say, the AFC was there to be had. The Broncos weren't great, and we said that all year long, and that proved out in the Super Bowl. The Patriots were flawed and so on, and the the, the Bengals were barely a blip in right. in, the, in January and even leading up to that. But you, but if you're going to replace him, I'm going to intercept, by the way. If you're going to replace oh. him, you need to replace him with someone you know is going to be better. And I just, I like Dan, I'm not sure that you can guarantee that Michael Vick is going to be any better than him. I, I think you bring in someone to compete – Probably you draft a quarterback maybe in the second round or third round. The name that, you know, at the Combine a lot of people were talking about was Jimmy Garoppolo of somewhere. Um, you know, and, and I think <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo? I think that's the guy that you, you, you get a guy like that who can come in in the second, third round, maybe compete with him, maybe you, you strike gold, but otherwise 
don't don't replace him for the sake of replacing him just because other people have replaced quarterbacks and had success. It just doesn't make any sense. I at least with Vic, the thing that his his ass said at this point is forget about the running around at this age. He's so brittle and gets hurt. You would think you know I do, but you know, like we've talked about a little bit, this idea you would think these supreme athletes would have command of their body and have a presence about them when they're when they're out on the field of uh, of closing speed of defenders and everything else. And yet Mike Vic over the course of his career in RG three and his limited. Uh, exposure in the NFL seemed to really struggle with that. I mean, Colin Kaepernick just doesn't take a lick. He de- he never does. Well, he Cam Newton's now. giant. He doesn't now. But Michael Vick didn't take a lot at the beginning of his career. I mean, he t- he took more probably than Kaepernick does. But Kaepernick will run out of the the speed will go. At I some guess. Point, well, Russell Wilson take doesn't take hits. a lick either. They're just guys that seem to have that sense about the, when to go down. Andrew and, Luck is uh, an expert at that. He knows right. exactly when to bail a pocket. Knows when to get down. He's great. Yeah, Roethlisberger has never learned that. Roethlisberger takes shots all the but time he to this day. That he can take those shots. I know, and it has a different. It has something to do with the your size and whether or not you figure guys can bounce off you. Yeah. And but yeah, Vic struggles with that. But if you could somehow and behind a good offensive line in Cincy, if you could convince him, listen, we just don't want you and need you to be constantly trying to make yards with your legs. We want you to be elusive, get you know to run away from pressure. You don't have to be locked into the pocket, but your specific skill is throwing that deep ball and we got all sorts of weapons to take advantage of that that's what they it's a it's a i would i'd be crushed if i were a Bengals fan to realize that the guy at the trigger is the is one of the few guys who doesn't have a big league arm to take advantage of aj green and all those other options that's the one thing but you're still gonna get you talked about andy dalton's three terrible throws in the playoffs Michael Vick is just as capable of throwing really horrible-looking passes and getting picked off. I would, at worst, if I were the Bengals, go out and get Mike Vick. At the at the worst. I would get Vick and say, let's see how it goes in training camp, and I would tell Mike Vick and Andy Dalton exactly that. There's you a just chance want... we're going to have a competition, and we'll see, who's gonna, we'll, we, we'll see who wins it. Honestly, you just want your NFL to be floated back up to the top of the page. <laughs> What's the, that? The yeah. one where Mike Vick becomes a Bengal. Yeah. yeah. Then, then Hank would have to put it hey, on the handsome. homepage. Hey, handsome. What about this? Hey, listen, hey, fella. I did an NFL on I this, I did fella. this four years ago. <laughs> it, it'll be really good today. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's, a, that's exactly right. Thank you. Can I not I, get this tweeted out? Yeah. Are, you, are you trying to mock me? A little bit. No. <laughs> Just right. fast-forwarding. Coin flip. Let's keep it going. I said Another coin one? flip. Yeah. Yes. We got, right. Yeah, we got coin flips <laughs> out the wazoo. If you want to throw a coin flip out, Hanzoos, you throw one out. Intercepted or are do you my sorry? Own? Are you sorry with uh, as well as this segment is going that you didn't think of this for the Around <laughs> yeah. the League podcast? I just want to know who else Hank is friends with. That's all. <laughs> He's a dear, dear friend. Go ahead. All righty. Uh, so as you all may know, uh, a certain member of this podcast is an aficionado of uh, True Detective. Thank you. So who, who are you taking? Are you taking uh, Detective Rust, Detective Marty? And I want you to answer this in two questions. One, who taking would you them want? Where? Taking yeah, yeah. Them who would? Bed you... Well, so that's the thing. Like, like we're getting there. Uh, one, who would you rather have as a detective on your team of oh, detectives? detectives? Of detectives. Yeah. And two, who would you rather go for a uh, for a Heineken and a burger with? Oh wow! Uh, for a high, I thought you were going to say if I were a lady, which would I rather take into my? I thought bag? that was going take a little as well. That could yeah, be number three. That's the third thought. Experiment. I'm going to start with number three. I'm going to start number three. I'll definitely take Russ Cole uh, all week long. I don't want the. I don't want Martin. All Mark. week long, you wouldn't be able to last. 
Um, I obviously will take uh, Rust Cole. Oh, maybe not obviously, because I go online and you can read all sorts of stuff. Just not since Lost has there been so much speculation yeah. and debating about the, about a show and where it's going. Um, and there's a lot of nonsense out there. I don't understand what how people could possibly arrive at the conclusion that Russ Cole is responsible for these murders. He clearly is not. And yet, he definitely is willing to cross the line. But that means ultimately, as long as I'm on the right side of the law, he has no beef with me. I'm going to take Russ Cole to be that. And who would I want to go for a beer with? This is the off the board. I'm going to go with Russ Cole still, even though he's weird. I think I'd rather talk f- to him than Marty. I Marty's think you'd a- go for. I'd like to go for one beer with him. But if it was regular, I think I've, like the second chat, you'd be like, "Hey, Russ, let's lighten up a little bit." <laughs> he's one of those guys. You you're know, right. You might- He's one of those like, guys oh, you'd be God, like, if you have plans with him, yeah. and then you realize, oh, tonight's the night I'm supposed <laughs> yeah. to go out with him? Like, you, I know that's... what we're going to be talking about is the world flat. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah, I would be kind of like, can we get out of this yeah. one? Let's come up with a one. I'm not ready What's for Marty that. What's doing tonight? Oh, he's so serious. Yeah. Oh, you never yeah. get beers with a nihilist. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that should be a rule. Uh, so I'll, I'll definitely go with Marty for beers, but everything else you got to go with Rust, yeah. Yeah, including Detective. I mean, the guy is outrageous. He's, he's one of the greatest great detective. in television history. Oh my, he's a terrific detective. This isn't giving too much away, handsome. But just get prepared. No, 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 no. Let, the problem. You will say this, but it doesn't I was have anything in to do for the combine. I'm sorry, I haven't watched it. Well, I feel like I've let myself down more than I've let you down. But I really, really—that's not that... true. Clearly, based on your words and your rationalizations, your brain has accepted them better than Uh-oh, mine has. Oh, Russ is here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zach Ty, you can move along. Okay, so uh, both players potentially looking for new teams. Who would you rather have in your locker room, Richie Incognito or Jonathan Martin? Well, this is the, like I say, the story that won't go away. What, um, yeah, the what was that last week or two weeks ago that uh, the that the report two finally came out here? It, now it, two it weeks. came out two weeks ago, but it took me a week to read the report. I'm going to start with you, Hanzus. Who would you rather have in 2014? Either as the Dolphins, I guess that's a, answer it as the Dolphins because I think that the answer may be a little bit different there. Dolphins, or you're just a random team with a need for an offensive line. If there. you're the Dolphins. Yeah, you, uh, incognito cannot be on your team in any way, shape, or form if you're trying to, you know, fix the culture. The guy's poison on that. I end. guess that's fair. Yeah, but if you're a player, I think I, I get the sense that teammates. I've heard a couple of teammates say, you know, we'd we'd like Richie back. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, it seems like he had pretty good relationships with. I would think if you pulled the locker room, more would want incognito back, which just tells you how kind of uh, layered this entire conversation is and how difficult it is to take sides. But uh, I don't know. Some of that stuff in that report uh, was pretty rough with Incognito. I I can't say I'd want him on my team. All right. So, yeah. So let's say – so forget the Dolphins then. Let's set them aside. You're you're a team with a need for offensive linemen. I think uh, Martin is the guy you take in because he's got more upside. He's younger, and he doesn't – he obviously has stink on him. But I think Incognito is now toxic, whereas – Martin maybe can be salvaged as a 24-year-old 
uh, one-time left talk, tackle prospect. I got news for you. Richie Incognito ain't ever taken another snap in the NFL. He may not have recognized that yet, but that is a fact. He is certainly not worth I always scoff at going back to Mike Vick and any number of other guys when they get into some trouble of some sort. You always hear, oh, I don't think anybody will ever bring Mike Vick back. Yeah, they will. Why? Because he's good. Richie Incognito is not good enough at this stage in his career to be worth the headache. Really? They're not gonna, yeah. Are you, are you abs- I mean, only because he was a Pro Bowl guard the year A couple before years this. ago. No, not a couple years ago. Six games before he was suspended by that team, he was a Pro Bowl guard. Talking to personnel guys, they say he's not very good. I've, I've talked to a couple guys. See, let's wait and see what teams' needs are once the draft, once free agency, once the draft is over. I think if, if you – look, I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to bat for the guy because you're right. If you read that report, it's disgusting and, and he's clearly poisonous. But – if you, if you, that I think part of the problem, and I, we've discussed this at length, that Dolphins locker room lacked any form of leadership from coaches down, and he was considered a leader for good or obviously for bad. But if you put him in a strong locker room, and you suddenly had a need on the offensive line, and you and you put him in where he's not expected to do anything other than be a good citizen, I don't know that he is never, ever going to play a snap again or isn't good enough to play a snap again in the NFL. See, I don't necessarily agree that he would be welcomed in a uh, in a, a well-adjusted locker room. Because I don't think he, he'd be welcomed anywhere, that's for sure. Just, but, so, but but look, players take any – there's not going to be a poll taken. No coach is going to walk in and say, hey, guys, we're thinking of signing Richie Incognito. What do you think about it? That's not going to be the way that it happens. It'll, it happens that a player is signed or drafted or traded for or whatever. They arrive in that locker room – and the locker room adjusts to them. Now, he's not to be welcomed, but could a locker room adjust to him if they have a need at the, on the offensive line but and he's playing well enough? Sure, it can. But if you're a coach and you read the transcript and you saw or you heard about any of this mm-hmm. stuff, that's, that, Richie Incognito clearly needs help. There's something, oh, sure. there's there are, something wrong Adam, with him. There are players across the his, NFL his who, tweets who beat two weeks their wives. Ago were there insane. are players who, who, who um, you know, Michael Vick, everyone – Everyone still made adjustments. And I, look, I'm not certainly not campaigning for Richie Incognito. I don't want this to come across like that. But I'm not saying that it's impossible that an NFL locker room wouldn't accept him. Let me tell you this. John Martin is, for me, I think these things all sort of overlap. The, the, the stories, you can sort of, uh, you, you, you can extract something to be learned going forward in the NFL and pro football uh, I mean, in uh, pro sports in general, which is you look at the Seattle Seahawks and they win the Super Bowl and you look at Michael Sam and you look at John Martin and you look at the Los Angeles Lakers of 2012, 2013 into this year. And there's and there's something to be taken away from all of it, which is that things that the cultures and, and Jason Collins and, uh, and and all of this, this intense, this overly intense that the military analogies that everybody uses and the cloak daggers kind of crap that that was imposed on well this is the way it's done to some degree and I don't I don't hang it on um, Bill Belichick's Patriots but they have carried that torch because they've been successful in the 21st century the most successful team in the 21st century in the NFL and they have perpetuated that old school kind of football thinking and so in a copycat league people do it but maybe the Seahawks have shown a different way a lighter way that you can have a personality that everything doesn't have to be so deathly serious all the time and you can you can be different and be accepted and that's what that whole Seahawks team 
is about. I don't think everybody on the Seahawks loves and embraces the idea of homosexuality because some people's religion makes it so that they get confused and they don't really understand uh, the notion of it. And and by the way, as a side note, when people try to apply that, hey, you can't tell me I'm wrong. It's my religion. All right, then if if it's your religion, here's my advice to you. If you don't, if your religion doesn't like homosexual sex, then don't have homosexual sex. That's my answer to you. Otherwise, ain't none of your business. But anyway. I think there's something for, and then where the Lakers come in, Kobe Bryant, another example, that's super intense. This is my team and no smiling on the sidelines when we're losing a game. That's nonsense. This is serious business. It's sports. And I know it's a business and all that sort of thing, but look at Dwight Howard. Is that better now? Right now in 2014, you think any Lakers fan is happy that Kobe Bryant is making 48 and a half million dollars while Dwight Howard thrives down in Houston? Wouldn't that have been the better thing? Oh, because he smiled and had fun. Shame the devil that he would that he would ever be entertained in a form of entertainment like that. I think all these things come together. So that because John Martin wasn't the, uh, you know, didn't personify what, uh, you know, is classically stereotyped as an offensive lineman, punch you in the mouth and all that kind of nonsense, that, that somehow he's expendable or ain't right for the NFL is Hokum. And I think John Martin will go on and play for an NFL team and probably be good. He was a high enough draft pick. He had the talent. Obviously, if he if they, if they swing and miss, then he just doesn't have the physical ability. But I, somebody's going to give that guy a shot. We- a shot. And I would, I would, as a matter of fact, as a Steelers fan, I'd be happy with a deficient offensive line. I'd love to see a guy who has a high pedigree come in there and see what he has. We easily forget, just like Hank rightly points out, that Incognito was a recent pro bowler. Jonathan Martin was one of the reasons why the Miami Dolphins let Jake Long go to St. Louis is because they thought Martin could be their cornerstone left tackle for a decade. So, I mean, there is some skill level there. And it's just kind of gotten buried. That's exactly right. And, and and just a little addendum to my to my rant there is exactly that point, is that if you are a more sensitive guy like Dwight Howard, you are combustible then when you're put in the presence of uh, that sort of, you know, it's like playing for Bob Knight. I went to Indiana University. I loved Coach Knight's basketball teams. Well, I would never want to play for him, though. I just am not wired that way. Some people don't respond well to beratings. You know, some people do. Some guys do get that. I I like, I'd rather play for a coach who knows how to chameleon you. And, oh, I know what this guy needs. I know how to push his buttons. This one size fits all, like, well, you browbeat everybody and that's going to work because that worked on me kind of thing is, is sort of, you know, fraternity house hazing ritual mentality. Like, well, we'll just, we'll just uh, humiliate him and, and browbeat him until he starts doing it our way is, is you know, stupid. Maybe, maybe you should take some of your own advice because your podcast, like before the podcast, you're very, very hard on on Adam and I, especially. I know. Like, well, you I, know, like really beat. That's because like, I sense. On, I sense that that's what you need to right. get the I best perform. If you do it back to me, though, I shrink. I'm like Dwight Howard or John Martin. Yep. Don't come at me that way because right. I am not going to respond to your bullying <laughs> I tactics. I don't like them. I don't I'm going to cower. I don't. I. I don't think that you should excuse Richie Incognito and compare him to somebody like Kobe Bryant. With Richie Incognito, he's a sick individual. If you read the transcripts you're and everything. You're right. It's there's, too there's, hard on Kobe to because say, there, but you're, but yeah. But there's times where you're like on somebody's case, you're giving them good-natured ribbing or something like that. What he would, Richie Incognito was, was disgusting. And as somebody who, who is a comedian who will talk about offensive, that, 
there was no there would they did not come from a place of love a place of friendship or anything like that it was totally i know but totally kobe just, bryant kobe bryant has a different level of juice than richie incognito does and he is the king of los angeles sports of, of at the time so for Dwight Howard, it must have been bizarro world. He's this sensitive, jokey kind of a guy. You know, um, you know, comes into a situation. This is going to be great in L.A. I want to get into the movie business, and suddenly he's got this uh, this bully guy who's, who's who's everybody agrees with too. That's not Dwight Howard. Must have been like, think- well, Kobe's a little bit uptight, right? Everybody, anybody. Somebody help me out here. And everybody's like, nope, Kobe, Kobe's <laughs> team. It? Well, get me out of here. Of course he left. Of course he would run away from that. Jonathan Martin ran away from it, too. Wasn't Michael Jordan a hard case like that, too? Like, do you think he would have let Dwight yeah, Howard clown around? Please. Oh. Good. All right, that's fine. That's what's, guess what? Michael Jordan got lucky in that case that he didn't have a talented teammate. He didn't have – if Scottie Pippen was, was of that – had that sort of uh, psychology that – Dwight Howard has, then maybe they would have had a, uh, a worse rift, a worse rift, and they wouldn't have won any titles, or they only would have won one or two. Dwight Howard should have just picked up the phone and called Shaquille O'Neal and asked him if this was going to work out, because they have similar temperaments, you would say, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, although yeah, that Shaq is more owns it as the man, you know, right. he 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 could butt up against that more. It's it's also sort of the chronology of it, you know. Shaq is there and is the man, the dominant player when Kobe arrives. Kobe is the man, has won all those titles, and now it's my way. This is my team and all that hokum. Anyway, all right, last one there, uh, Zach Ty, unless anybody else wants to throw out a, a coin flip. I, I sense the temperature in the room is get me out of here, huh, handsome? No, 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 I'm, I'm, I was actually going to suggest one, but I think <laughs> I'd like to let Zach go first. Right. You sure? What? It's going to – we're on the basketball train now. Uh-oh, all, stay all aboard, on it. All aboard. Let's uh... – all right. All right. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna bed down for for the next 15 <laughs> minutes or so. Like uh, you're at the airport in Minneapolis. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So uh, this year, NBA champion is coming out of the East. Got the Heat. Got the Pacers. That's it. Going. That's pretty much it. Or coming out of the West. A little bit of a surprise, maybe. Well, the easy answer is to say the West because it's more talented. But rank, I'll start with you. Thank you. My. You know what? I, I still say it's going to be the Heat, and I finally come to that realization. I like to – I was one of those guys who always made fun of LeBron James, and there's it, it probably a little bit of selfishness in me in that I don't want to see him do as well as Kobe has done, especially ring-wise, but it just seems inevitable. And now they start pulling out guys like Greg Oden, and Jimmer Fredette is going to get released, and he'll probably go to the Heat and have a fantastic career. And now I'm just – you know what? I've just come to accept it. In the words of Batista, I'm just going to deal with it and just realize the Heat are going to continue to win. They're going to continue. They're going to fulfill Who's LeBron. Batista? You don't know who Batista is? What is that? Is that a... Don't don't embarrass yeah, Is that a songbird? Stop. Don't, stop embarrassing Take a guess, Dave. Yeah, I know. Like, it, really? Batista. You would not just take... You could have just said wrestling and just went, oh, he's a wrestler. Oh, it's a wrestler. You could just I see. Automatically <laughs> right. assume. Yeah, why didn't I know that? I automatically assume. So now, so now it's like watching, like, you know, the, 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 uh, it's just preordained, like the finale, the, the final match of WrestleMania 30 is going to be the worst thing imaginable. The Heat winning again. As much as I'd like to see Indiana get in there and do some, do some damage, I've liked Paul George for quite some time now. So I'd like to see it, but I, Unrealistic. It's going to be the Heat. Hanzoos, you and your around the league chums mm-hmm. seem to have a kryptonite, which is all other sports besides pro football. That's except not true, for then. you. You like sports beyond pro football. I do. The other fellas, though, 
Mark Sessler is a for instance is proud that he, he yeah. and you know what I admire it because as a professional who works at the NFL that sort of should be the mentality I, I can at least appreciate it but you know what before I came to the NFL there were many years and so uh, and not many women so there you know you do the <laughs> math on that I spent a lot of time with the TV the TV showed me hockey and basketball and baseball as well as football and here we are anyway your thoughts. Well, I would say that this is the year the Heat, I think, get challenged. Uh, well, they, they almost got beat by the Spurs last year. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, I think seven games with Indiana, and I think they'll come out of the Eastern Con- Conference. I don't know. I feel like the Thunder are going to knock them off. The Thunder to yeah, win the Thunder. title, eh? Yeah. Handsome Hank, do you ever watch basketball? Uh, when it's the, uh, those final, the final bit. Huh. That's it. Yeah, the last two minutes of the final is great. It's like the World <laughs> Cup or something like that. Right, I don't watch that either. Here's my thought on the subject. It, is, it goes back to the 80s. And, Rank, I told you this about a year ago, and you said you'd never heard anybody say this before, and that just goes to show West Coast bias on your part because I do remember having this conversation okay. 25 years ago, which is the Lakers always had an advantage. They had an inherent advantage when they would meet the Celtics in the finals because the Celtics would have to go through – Brutal wars with the with the Sixers. Now, I just used a military analogy or, or, or phrasing. But anyway, they'd have to go against the Sixers and the mighty Bucks and oh, Bob no. Lanier. The, the mighty Bucks. Guess what? Sid Moncrief and Bob Lanier weren't jives. That, that was for real. And, and, you know, and so on. The Hawks <laughs> with Dominique and, and then the Pistons later and all those teams. And, you know, the rising the Michael Jordan's Bulls and all that sort of stuff. The Lakers would get the – they'd get cake like Denver Nuggets. The, the Houston Golden State Warriors run DMC. Yeah, woof, Frightening. No defense. Okay. I can't – I can't have this conversation. Apparently you gonna... can spell run DMC without D. Whatever. Oof. TMC. Yeah, that's right. My bad. Whatever it was. I don't run, run TMC. <laughs> Hardaway, Mullen, and... Fine, listen. The point is, it was a cakewalk, relatively speaking, for the Lakers to get to the Celtics. Oh, whereas the Celtics were... were beaten up by the time they would get to the Lakers. Same thing here. What do the, the Heat and the Pacers have to deal with? Look at the rubbish. This is, and you know, this, what it really is an amazing streak that the NBA has gone through for about 15 or 20 years, which is how much better one conference is than the other. It's crazy, almost, really. There's, there is no historical precedent for this level of dominance for this long. It's crazy. And this year might be the most ridiculous of them all. The Toronto Raptors are the third best team in the East. They would literally not even be in the playoffs in the West by record. And the West is playing each other more than they're playing the East. So therefore, their records would be even better if they got to play the trash in the East as much as the Eastern teams get to play each other. So it would be even bigger range. But anyway, the Raptors, look at the Look at the dreck that the Heat and the Pacers get to roll through in the first round or even in the second round, whereas right out of the gate, the Thunder could absolutely lose to a team like Golden State. That's absolutely a a plausible uh, outcome of a seven-game series in the first round. They might not escape that. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson could just shoot the, shoot their team through a four through to four wins against anybody. I wish they'd go back to the best of five for that opening round. Yeah, just he'd have more chance of an upset. Um, but, uh, but the Seventy Sixers are like the worst team ever, right? 
well, also intentionally a bad team so. name. Why? Why the Seventy Sixers? I've always. Wondered. I know that is lame. That? Yeah, they got well was because it just like the Forty Nine ers now. Like they oh, let's were just choose two numbers. Not, not, I don't. Know, you know, I, I really no should idea. know I'm about that. I should know the answer to that. There was the Philadelphia the Warriors. Bell. Wait a minute, seventeen seventy six. Well, no, I understand it, but it's a dumb name, and I don't know. Hey, uh, hey, Zach Ty, if you don't mind, see when they go to be when they turn into the Seventy Sixers because they're the Philadelphia Warriors. Please let it be nineteen seventy six. I mean, I would think it would be something like that, but it's really not that far off and, and much better or, or really much better even than like the Toronto Raptors who imprisoned themselves by the, the stupid Jurassic Park is popular at the time and dinosaurs have reached a level or in the zeitgeist enough that you can extract the one. I mean, if they were the T-Rexes, all right, those the, <laughs> I, T-Rexes were popular when I was a kid, but this raptor business, I'd never heard of one until the Jurassic Park. And then suddenly Bye. it's the logo of your team. Anaheim Ducks, same thing. They, at least Ducks is... Ducks is again something that's in the zeitgeist. When you're a kid, you know duck raptors. Who no, ever talked well, about a raptor? Wait, 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 when you they, they went mighty ducks and pulled the logo basically from the movie. But they corrected. They self-corrected Finally. and they got rid of mighty ducks. And now they're just the ducks, and there's no association with the movies anymore. The nineties. Oh no, it's still there. The raptors are married to the Jurassic Park period. The nineties were a very grim time for naming franchises for uniforms for logos Correct. and we're still trying to fix those mistakes trying to all dig these ourselves out of that Panthers got away with it we that really, was okay we missed an opportunity to do Vancouver Grizzlies Toronto Raptors coin flip who had the worst <laughs> branding NBA. Big country. <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll go with the Grizzlies because they they bought in. It was teal. They bought I mean, into was, the uh, teal. The uh, only the only city that was more sort of tone deaf in going with the teal just because it was popular at the time were when the Detroit Pistons, who win as the bad boys in the royal blue and red, <laughs> just decide, oh yeah, Grand Hills here. Let's go with a fancified pony on our on our jersey and teal. That was awful. It couldn't get worse for Grand Hill. He was sponsored by Fila at the time. It just. <laughs> less cool. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. Uh, so the answer to the 76ers is they actually filled the void created by the Warriors. Uh-huh. They moved from being the Syracuse Nationals. They moved down in 63, and they took the 76ers name. They were the 76ers in 63? Yeah, 1963. I'll tell Stupid. you, Handsome, you were over in England, and uh, in Hanzoos, right. you were far too young, or maybe not even alive. Oh, yeah, you weren't even alive for 1976. No, you guys made a big deal about 76. It was very big. Yeah. 19, I vaguely, I, it, it, some of my earliest memories are of uh, 1976. Everything I remember around Pittsburgh, like even the uh, bus benches and stuff were painted yeah. 70, or 1976. It was a big deal. Hmm. You look at the Super Bowl from Super Bowl Ten; they're all wearing red, white, and blue patches. Yes, it was a little quite... odd in retrospect. I know two hundred years is a big deal, but it seemed like it. If you see old videos and fi- pictures, like it took the nation by storm, and it's like, come on, guys. Do you think you'll be alive for the tricentennial? <sighs> no. What are we? We're sixty-two years away from it. Yeah, You're, you ain't going to well, be around. I would no have to be ninety-six. Be I'd like to think you'll. I think you'll make it. To you that. might make it. I don't know. Good luck, Dan. You, would, you may make Ty, it, but you won't remember. Anyway. You're gonna have to come to. You're gonna <laughs> have to come to the heavens and let us know how it went. Oh, if you absolutely. do make it, how about you, Zach? Zach Ty? Are you God, gonna make that's, it? That's the word. I feel like you have to say no so that it'll be a yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't want to jinx. Don't wanna jinx. Like you don't want to jinx life. For, yeah, that's very hard. Oh, I think I'm checking out in about the next uh, eleven <laughs> to thirteen years. <laughs> I don't if know, you I make it that far. No, you had a salad today, Dave. Come on, thirteen years. You had a salad today. You're eating healthy. 
Yeah. Well, no, I'm not saying I definitely I mean, make it that far, but I think that's that's my expiration. Your faculties date. are definitely beginning to go, but clearly, I imagine your clearly. body, the husk of your body, will still be around. It's going to take a long time to decompose yeah. at the very least. Dave's a sneaky good eater, though, at yeah, work at least. Do you think it's deceiving? You're like, yeah. what else is going on in his life? Well, because <laughs> I like my booze. I, I I try to uh, I try to uh, disguise that fact in in uh, you know in the light of day. Well, not in the light of day, but when during business. <laughs> hours i try not to do it and you don't get here till 11 um here oh one more coin flip to throw out that this uh, off of that is uh let's throw this coin flip heaven or hell do you think you're going which one are you going to handsome hank um when i sometimes i do consider this i probably right i mean i'm, I'm really trying to um to be i'm probably going to hell at the moment but i'm trying to remedy that how can you remedy it if you're by going being, to hell being... don't you go to hell no Death because, bed conversion. because i'm not dead i mean if i if like if i checked out right now Definitely, it would be hot where So I'm the going. premise is, but, because I'm really not, I don't really understand religion, uh, you know, I, uh, like uh, like Zach Ty behind the glass, you know, we're, we're bar, mitz, bar mitzvot, so we don't really understand right. your way. So the notion is, you can do whatever you want, as long as Judgment you Day eventually comes. ask for forgiveness. forgiveness. Once Here's you do that, it's oh, like, wait, you gotta pay. I, I, I can do whatever limit. I want, I can still get into heaven. Right, here's the thing. You gotta give up that for seems me, like a weird. That seems like a weird... Uh, uh, sort of thing. I have so there's two. There's a, the dilemma is apparently um, the the Christian God no, no sees not only what you do but also what you think. I have a lot of bad thoughts, but normally I don't act on them. But it depends if I'm being judged on the bad thoughts because there's times where I'll be like, mm. you know, I'll see someone and I'll be I'm about to say something to them that would be mean, but then I don't. Now is that a good thing because I didn't say it, or is it a bad thing because I in fact thought that. Because hmm. if it's the latter, I am screwed. Yeah. In, in in the Christian doctrine, <laughs> can you nameth this and choose purgatory? Does that happen? <laughs> nameth it. I like that. Uh, I want to kiss you. Hey, rank, go ahead. Uh, Heaven, hell. Ooh, I don't know. I, I or you know lights what? out. That's but how. Go, that's how I intercept it. Lights out. <laughs> like Roger Ebert, the great philosopher, said uh, uh, just before his passing. I was perfectly content before uh, before I was born, and I will be again once I'm gone. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good way to look at it. And uh, but I go to church. Well, not now. It's not Easter yet. But I <laughs> but I do. So is that enough? Like your annual many? visit? Listen, I don't think Christmas Eve. Great to well. see you again. That, that works. Christmas Eve. <laughs> I, what is it like? The whole basic thing is you show up. You're like, yeah, sorry about a bunch of the stuff that I did. Here's ten percent of my earnings. 10% of your earnings. Isn't that? Don't you read the tithing <laughs> thing? Uh, I, I love that. I love the tithing. I don't like, like hey, that Handsome know, Hank. Let me just interrupt you. Handsome Hank just tweeted out, terrific DDFP podcast with Damashek, Hanzus, and Adam Rank right now. I'm taking a timeout since they're talking NBA. Well, wait, did you notice that it was retweeted by two people, Adam Rank and Dan Hanzus? <laughs> no! Oh man, it was. <laughs> what kind kick. of show are we doing here? Hey, I got a kick I'm, out of the tweet. It was. Funny I'm tweet. pushing. I'm pushing content. I'm. That's got a tease. <laughs> Unless you're already listening to this, in which case, thanks for. Hanzus, I'll say you. Um, I actually thought about this recently. Am I a good person that does bad things, or a bad person that does good things? Mm-hmm. And I think I'm the former. So I think I'm going to heaven. <laughs> So you're a good – well, I mean, I, I don't want to be – you know, I don't want to throw a wet blanket on you or anything. But sure. I don't think anybody thinks that they're a bad person. Right. Or well, very few people. I think a lot people. of people do. I don't think so. 
Self-loathing I mean, I got, people that think they're bad? I'm self-loathing, but I don't think I'm a bad human being. <laughs> yeah. I don't I, – I do dislike myself. Yeah. Sometimes you just think I don't like myself, which is a horrible feeling. Yeah. It doesn't mean that – you know, I'm not murderous or anything like that. <laughs> I'm not a felon in any way. I don't – I mean, I get – have I committed felonies? Yeah, I guess I have, come to think of it, but not <laughs> egregious ones. The statute I, of limitations. I don't, think, I don't think I would do a stretch. I don't think if I were convicted of any of the felonies I've committed, I don't think I would be in the pokey for more than three months months they weren't severe i'm not a violent criminal well those are the guys who get left those are the guys who get left in jail yeah i know they get rid of the <laughs> like the prison guard unions like do we want to keep in all these guys who committed violent crimes or the guy who did something not that you're the guy they would want in there because then you feel safer do you think te- do you think jeffrey dahmer thinks he thought he was a bad guy no he just thought i think I'm at some hungry. point he's like you know what this, this could <laughs> have been right did mussolini think he was a bad guy oh I yeah i don't think so no Mussolini didn't yeah. think he was a bad guy. I'm sure he's like, no, I'm doing this for there's a reason behind all this. Yeah, I want to. I want to be rich. Hmm. Zach Ty, how say you? Heaven? I, Hell's I not an option. Up, for I threw you. up the purgatory thing because I genuinely think I'd be happy with that. We don't well, have hell. No, no, I don't think we have hell. And and purgatory sounds a lot like you just kind of waiting room. It's the per- yeah, it's but I'm okay with waiting combat. rooms. No, you get a you National get Geographic. All the magazines. And, you get through all the magazines, if, and then then what? Well, that's true. Eternity. With with, with woman's own if we changed it from if we changed it from magazines to like a loop of TV land and like stale chips, just kind of like things you don't like but you're okay with, I'd be all right with that. Yeah, it's better than hell. That's eternal hellfire and brimstone. Nobody likes that. that. That'd be the ATL podcast playing. Would you take forever? (laughs) Would you take a handshake? (laughs) I'll let it go. You're okay with it. You don't really want to listen to it. it. that's funny, Hank. Um, one, you'll like this one, Dave. Uh, the Simpsons episode where uh, Homer gets sent to the uh, ironic punishment <laughs> division, and they just keep feeding him donuts. He's like, more, 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 and they run out of donuts. Yeah. And, the, and the the little demon minions like exasperated. Like, what do we do? I love that one. <laughs> I am sad to say I haven't watched a new Simpsons. Oh, this is twenty years ago. No, well, I know. I haven't classics. watched a new Simpsons though in about six years. I finally tired of it. Did I we talk about this good in years? Yeah. Honestly, I watched one a couple of weeks ago and it was fantastic. Really? It was a it was a spoof on the Google glasses. Hmm. Yeah, I watched. Was... Uh, I've talked to. Uh, I'm not going to name drop, but I've talked to a a prominent writer of The Simpsons of Many Moons, and even he concedes, yeah, it was, it's been some years since they've churned out uh, their best work. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's quite a bar that everything? set. Yeah. yeah, true. The best TV show of all time. Let's go around the room real quick. <laughs> I got to think about We'll that. stop that. Well, yeah. we won't do that. Here, I did tweet out earlier today from uh, at Damashek. I tweeted out, uh, it was, I thought, an interesting list. Top 10 movie lists from famous directors. And uh, I encourage, let's, you know what, let's get that. We're in the off season now. Let's cobble our, our lists together and have that ready to go. Top 10, top 10 podcast. Movies? Yeah. Top 10. We'll do that and we'll put our own lists out um, on the next podcast. That's You're so included tough. on that, Zach. Ty. Mm. Very we, kind of you. Thank you. Why don't we rank the Harold Ramis movies? Oh, yeah, that's terrible. Um, yeah, sad to hear that he died. But can you imagine the output of that man? Can you imagine? I mean, if I made a list of top 15 comedies, at least three or four of movies that he you, was directly involved in would be would be in that list. I think if you go like 78 to 93, it was an all-time run. I mean, as a writer and director. Groundhog Day is one of the one of the great high concept pictures of all time. It's just a wonderful movie. Um, you know, Ghostbusters is fine. I don't love that. Caddyshack is a gem, though. Stripes is a gem. He acts in that one as well. Yeah, they, they, those movies. He wrote Animal House, yep. but did not 
get to play the part of Boone, which he wrote for himself. You're kidding. Because Harold Ramis, or not Harold, uh, Landis thought he was too old. Huh. National nice. Lampoon's Vacation also. Did and vacation. vacation, an underrated gem. Yes. All right. Last, uh, last coin flip and then we're done. Do we do the coin flip segment again? I start that with you. That was going to be my one. I start with you, Zach Ty. I'm all for it. Sounds good to Don't me. No, because I feel like you have an ulterior motive. If you think it stunk good, it makes the Around the League no, podcast I, seem better. <laughs> I think this was a nice thing to do. I thank you for having me on. Uh, I think we can go. Yeah, I think it has at least legs for another one. All right, How about but then? Wait, I, is I, he going to come back? Who's who's running the? Well, that's the coin what flip? I think. My coin flip is Zach Tie or Black Tie. Be that's, realistic. I'll that's... put on the earmuffs. Go ahead. <laughs> He's already under contract. You don't need that's to put on the earmuffs. <laughs> <laughs> Handsome Hank. Yeah, I think Wait, you're safe. coin flip segment. Yes yeah, or no? I like it. I, I mean, it's the red flag segment with um, with a different name. I like it. I'm a yeah, fan. basically, that is what it is. Rank. What's say the you? red challenge flag segment? Picking games, but that's you. specific to game picks. Oh, yeah. you got to keep that with that. Okay. <laughs> I like the coin flip. Yeah, it was good. Stick with the coin flip. Yes, good. Hands loose. It was. It was good. I enjoyed the conversation. The ga- the setup is a little confusing to me, but I really enjoyed the talk. Yeah. I don't need that. You, All right. you, me- you, you messed that bit up. <laughs> How did I mess it up? I a said little. there's two choices. You choose one or the you other. You then you said three an interception. Choices. Interceptions are involved. It's and then it was I, like wanted a- to give you, I wanted to give you wiggle room. I wanted to be and a then- good host. If you weren't satisfied with A or B, I wanted there to be a C for and you. And then when somebody said C, you went, nope, nope, can't do it. <laughs> we should have like an XFL. Because your C was Josh McCown. That's why. Your C was was ridiculous. <laughs> was it? It was. And now, with that being said, let's wrap it up here. Zach, Ty. We're back for another one this week, though, right? Yeah. I think Thursday. I don't know what we're going to be doing. We're going to kibitz is what we're going to do about football and beyond, just like we did on this one. Maybe by then, Handsome Hank will have seen True Detective. Maybe some more will shake out from the world of pro football. And maybe we'll have lists of our favorite movies for you. All that and more. In the meantime, thanks to Dan Hansus. Make sure you look at uh, NFL.com slash ATL around the league. Always uh, all the breaking news about pro football. As I say, it goes on for 12 months a year, nonstop, and they always deliver it with a bit of mirth as well as the Around the League podcast on iTunes. Handsome Hank and uh, at Adam Rank is how you track him down as well. And uh, and with that being said, thanks so much for listening, football fans. It's been a thin slice. Of You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, 
creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com.